Hi, this is Tyler, and this is Come Follow Me Meditations on the Old Testament. Okay, I'm sitting at my dining room table. It's kind of rickety. I don't know if you can hear that. And I've got my journal open, and it's time to kind of reflect on what's happened. (laughs) So... I decide to do this podcast, right? I decide, hey, I really want to make this year meaningful with the Old Testament. I want to establish a goal and I'm going to do a podcast and I'm going to look for ways in which I can find emotional resilience through the Old Testament. I want to make this a year where I really connect with the Old Testament and I fall flat on my face and don't put out a podcast. And you can hear my dishwasher in the background, by the way. This is about as real as it gets, people. If only I had children screaming in the background. (sighs) The truth of it is, last week I had an experience of actually utilizing what I learned. We had a mental health issue in my home, and it had to be attended to. And it's something that I've walked through before, and it's something that this family has experienced, and yet it's in the past has been a challenge. It's been something that's really kind of rocked the foundations of, you know, my, my emotional well-being. It's rocked the foundations of the home and we've always come out of it and kind of looked at each other and gone, okay, we weathered that move on. But this time I was armed with something from, from, The studies, I mean, here I was holding this podcast that I just recorded about fear and how when we connect to God in the face of fear, we will be strengthened. And that was my mantra. It was my drumbeat through the fear of last week. And here I am on the other side of it, reflecting back and thinking of how God's hand was surely in the idea of bringing back this podcast and God's hand was surely in the inspiration to take this year and use the Old Testament to really learn emotional self-reliance through these scriptures. Excuse me, but there it is. I have a testimony (laughs) of these words and it's, it happened so quickly. So now I just feel like I have to double down on this idea of doing this podcast. Going through last week and remembering the words that I spoke, the remembering the words that I got from these scriptures, the, remembering the words that came from the inspiration of a loving God got us through not just an event, but oh my gosh, there was so much beauty that came out of it. And the idea that we become strengthened when we connect to God through our, in the fear, um, I can bear testimony of that now. I can absolutely bear testimony of that, that I know that that is a true principle, that when we connect to God in the face of fear, 
we will truly be strengthened. And we discovered something beautiful last week. So I just want to share just that little bit with you and, and excuse myself from not being here, but I was living what I was given. And how beautiful was that? I'm just so grateful, just so grateful. And I just wanted to share that with you. So there's that. <laughs> Let's dig in. I've got my journal open. I've been pouring over, you know, the scriptures and I have two things to share. So um, I'm going to read this first little portion and then see if I've got some thoughts for you. But um, I have this image of you sitting in front of me and we're just having a conversation about these scriptures. And I want to be able to share with you a little bit of what I found. And I, I want you to share with me too. So if you are getting these and you want this to be a dialogue, please, please reach out to me and let me know what you're getting as well. This is, I hope, will become a two-way thing. I want to hear your thoughts too. And again, I definitely want this to be more more than uh, just my voice. So I'm, I'm going to have to start reaching out to other people too. But here we go. So uh, just the other day I wrote, I'm reading first today because usually when I do my journal in the morning, I, I just write about the day's events from yesterday and and then I write about scriptures later, but um, here it is. And saw the scripture in the exchange between Adam and God about baptism, Moses six fifty three through 60. And I love the Lord's answer about water, spirit, and blood. Um, in there is a verse that struck out for me, 55 and 56. They taste the bitter that they may prize the good. Um, this is an explanation to the opposition in all things that we talk about, you know. The thing that popped out to me is we talk about coping through bad and building resilience to the bad um, in, in my field, in my personal field in psychology. We talk about we're going to cope through these things. We're going to cope through the trauma. We're going to cope through daily life. We're going to cope, cope, cope. We're going to build our resilience so that when tough times come, we have strength to hit it. We have strength to get through it. And... In this moment in the scriptures, 55 and 56, God gives us a different feeling for why we taste of the bad. Now, first of all, if we back up just a little bit, he talks about how children are born in sin. They're conceived in sin. Okay, we can take this literally and we can talk about sex and we can talk about, you know, Adam and Eve had to fall in order to have children. I don't know how that worked. I honestly don't have any idea how that works. Was there no sex in the, in the garden? I have no idea. That's not something I'm here to even dissect or talk about. Again, I'm looking for emotional resilience in the scriptures. I don't need the minutia. What I need to know is how do I take what's there and apply it to me now? And when I look at this and I see God is saying to Adam, your children are born in a world of sin. When they come into this, the world is already a sinful place. It's already a bad place. Yeah, okay, this is a pessimistic point of view, but aren't there pessimistic people? That's, it's okay. There's both types. So here we are. The world is a sinful place. And I'm going to allow your children to taste of that. I'm going to allow them to see it and look at it. And I want them to, I want them to be in this world so that they can prize the good. 
I, I've always looked at the scripture in First Nephi, or oh gosh, Second Nephi, where it talks about the opposition of all things. And obviously, my scriptorium brain's not on right now because I'm kind of trying to get back to normal sleeping schedule, and I'm not quite there yet. But here we are. Opposition in all things. There has to be opposition in all things, right? You gotta have the good and the bad. You have to have. You have to know pain in order to know pleasure. You have to, you know. There has to be opposition in all things. But why? Does there have to be opposition in this regard? Well, God says, look, your children are born into this fallen state. The world is a fallen place. And I'm going to allow this to happen so that they can prize me. So that they're going to want something better. They're going to look at this world and say, I've tasted of this bitter so that I can know that I really want the good. I really want to prize the things that are good. And what do I prize? Uh, Right now, I prize my peace. I prize peace so much. I really do prize my peace. And I know where that peace comes from because in the turmoil of when things were really hard last week, I felt the most peace when I was connecting to things that were of a spiritual nature, when I was connecting to God and when I was looking for the beauty and good in the moments of fear and and uh, uncertainty, not just praying to get through. Can I talk about that for just a second? It wasn't even... Okay, so I'm going to go back to the experience. Last week, um, my wife and I were in the ER for a little while. Now, she and I are both fine. Everybody's fine. Uh, we're also COVID negative. No one has COVID in my house. So if you're worried about that, don't worry about us. We are just fine. And we are already fine now. Now, in the time when we were in the hospital, there were a few times when we had beautiful conversation about spiritual things, where we were actually able to discuss in the middle of the turmoil and the chaos of all that stuff going on, we had a beautiful conversation about spiritual things where we were talking about elevated, beautiful things, connecting to God and connecting us to God, not just praying, oh gosh, I hope we get better. And I hope, I hope things turn out fine and please bless us to have this, 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 and this, but actually prizing and enjoying and delighting in the things of God in the moment of fear. It was an incredible revelation for us. Or, you know, if it wasn't for her, it was definitely for me. It was an incredible revelation for me. I'm not going to talk for my wife. She can talk for herself. But that was such a revelation to go, I'm sitting here in the middle of this chaos. And first of all, let's just talk about the fact that, you know, we were in there for 12 hours and saw the doctor like twice. It was miserable. They are overworked, unsung heroes. So if you work in an ER, if you work in a hospital, if you're a nurse, you know, or you're a doctor in there, man, bless you and bless your family. Okay. That's all I have to say about that. Thank you so much for being in a helping profession for people like us who needed you at the time when we needed you. So thank you so much. That said, it was not comfortable. 
It was very difficult. There was very little sleep had. And yet, when we focused and meaningfully thought and intentionally thought about the things of God and together prized those things, we found beauty in sweet little solitary moments in that hospital. And then we're strengthened. So that's not to say we didn't pray. That's not to say that there wasn't priesthood blessing. That's not to say that that, those things didn't happen. But oftentimes I think in moments of of, uh, challenge and moments of when, when we are really feeling low or we are feeling we really need intervention from God, I feel like I was taught that that's when you pray, that's when you get a priesthood blessing and you just call upon God and you ask. And I have never, until now, taken that moment of challenge and turmoil to look at blessings that I've already had, or look at the beauty of God's creations, or found ways to be thankful in the midst of my fear. And I'm not saying it's normal, and I'm not saying it's what we're going to always do, but because we were able to give ourselves those breather moments in the middle of everything, it changed a situation. It changed a moment for me. And I was able to leave there feeling strengthened closer to God and feeling like I left feeling better than when I went in. And I don't know if I've ever had an experience like that before. So once again, I I take these scriptures and I'm going, my gosh, there is, there's truth in truth in truth. And sometimes we have to man, sometimes it takes a breather, right? Sometimes it takes a little bit of digging and and pausing and looking at these scriptures and saying, what is here for me? I don't know. And then letting the Spirit teach us, letting ourselves be taught. I think one of the things that I'm also learning is the fact that I am so single-mindedly coming to the scriptures with this hope to find these things that I am finding them. And yes, I know I'm priming my brain and I am finding things according to... It's kind of like when you're shopping for a car and you know what car you want and suddenly you see them everywhere. But is that not just a psychological principle? Is that maybe an eternal principle? Let that one just kind of simmer there for a little bit. Maybe that is. You know, this brain of ours, the perceptions that we have, all these things, if we truly do believe they're created and they come from God, then these scientific principles that we find, aren't those also eternal principles? And so, yeah, I am priming my brain to find these things. Maybe we all should be doing that, right? So a lot of you already know that, (laughs) and I'm just new to the table here, so... (sighs) (laughs) you'll have to excuse my excitement and hopefully my excitement is encouraging and not discouraging. It's just really exciting right now. Okay. So the next thing, um, I read this coolest, coolest passage, Moses six. Okay. God tells Enoch what to teach the children. Okay. So he, this is where God's uh, telling Enoch about baptism And because they live in a world of sin, they will not be able to escape it. 
He commands Enoch to teach repentance, but he tells Enoch something in verse 61 that what is inside of all of us is divine. This one almost made me cry because I was reading it and my son Bone was sitting right in front of me and Bone was waiting for me to take him to school. Bone and I have this great ritual (laughs) where I put off getting ready to go to work so that I can take him to school because we're leaving at the same time. I enjoy my children so much and Bowen is just such a great kid. He is a storyteller. He is a performer. He is a he is a magnificent singer. He is courageous and a loyal friend and loves his family. Tolerates his brothers and sisters. <laughs> but he loves them and I know he does especially when he can't help himself when Ridge just drives him crazy and then he breaks down laughing because he just can't help himself Ridge Ridge knows how to make him laugh it's so fun to watch but I love this kid he's so fun so yeah do I make an excuse do I take my time so that I can take him to school absolutely he's so fun to hang out with So there he is. He's kind of waiting for me and I'm reading my scriptures and writing in my journal and I'm reading these scriptures and I said, Bowen, listen to what God says to Enoch. He's saying this to you. He's saying that inside of you is divine. Inside of you is the record of heaven, the comforter, the peaceable things of immortal glory, the truth of all things. That which quickeneth all things, which maketh all things alive, which knoweth all things, and hath all power, according to wisdom, mercy, truth, justice, all power. You are divine. You are divine. feel like we talk about this truth. We know it's true. We know we are children of our Heavenly Father. But something about reading these words hit me so hard this morning. We're going to go through a lot. We're going to go through an absolute lot. And we're instructed to make ourselves better. We're instructed to repent of the sins that we commit to turn our lives and come to him. And instead of saying, do it or else, it's tell them this and then let them know who they are. Tell them that in them is the divine. In them is God. In them, in you, in me, are all these things. It it is the the creator it is it is the divine it's it's the immortal glory the truth that which maketh all things alive is in us that which knoweth all things when you feel like you don't know a darn thing when you are just stuck the all powerful almighty all knowing is in you you don't have to know all things he does Then the thought came to me, go ahead and fail. Go ahead and fall. Go ahead and make mistakes. Go ahead and be sloppy. Screw up. 
<laughs> my son was looking at me cross-eyed, but I was like, Bowen, it's okay. Mess up, fall, fail, try, and, and just be a mess. Inside of you is what created this world. Inside of you is what knows everything. Inside of you is the most glorious power and most divine <laughs> of anything. It's in you. Go ahead. Make a mess of things. Screw up. Try, try and fall on your face and, and keep building and keep growing and know that this is who you are, that eventually you're going to succeed. Eventually you're going to be greater than you are right now. And eventually everything will be better than it is today. Because inside of you is the divine. Inside of you and me and all of us is a piece of God. And we are bigger. We are part of something grander and more glorious than anything that we could fail at here. We are part of something better and more powerful and more beautiful than anything that we can mess up or screw up or do wrong or fail at. And nothing we fail at or screw up at or do wrong or fall or fail or any of those things is ever going to take away your divine ever. You today, tomorrow, and forever will always be God's child. Nothing can take that from you. So, my friend, my brother, my sister, my sibling, <laughs> there has been a lot on my heart. <clears throat> Past couple weeks have been very heavy. Not just because we had to go to the hospital. There have been a lot of things in the lives of my friends, in the lives of people I love, my own family, extended family. The last couple weeks has been heavy and hard. And there has been falling down and there has been scraping of the spiritual knees. <laughs> and there has been obstacles. And a lot. There's just been a lot. So to my friends, to the people I love, and to you... We're listening. It's never going to take away who you are. Tomorrow will be better than today. And you, nothing is going to take away your divine. None of it. Nothing and none of this will take away your divine 
He loves you. All right. Please. <laughs> Please believe me. Or if you can't believe me, believe him. He loves you. Well, I have to do another one because I'm still not caught up. So this week I'm going to dive in. I'm going to find some more things and I'm going to share with you some more. And it probably won't be as long as this one. But for today, I felt like it was time to kind of catch up with you, my old friend, and feel like we are back on track. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of this with me. And thank you for making this such an amazing experience for me. So here's to a full year of this. All right. I'll see you again later in the week.